Two rounds to play, all manner of high-stakes encounters. It begins on the Friday night of round 23 with the top-of-the-table clash. For Collingwood, it's a chance to make a certainty of top spot on the ladder. For the Brisbane Lions, they could sew up a top two place and all the advantages that come with home in September. It is a complicated scenario, though, with a glut of outs for Collingwood and the high suspicion that there are late withdrawals to come. So it's the Magpies and the Lions. It's an oddity. We're under the roof at Marvel, which suits the weather outside, but not quite the occasion, which really should be at the MCG. AFL Nation, we're here for elders. When listing your property, think elders real estate and for tyre power, kicking goals with quality Kumo tyres. Jared Waitley with you. Brad Johnson is with me. Hello to you, Jono. G'day, Jared. Good evening, everyone. It's Yeah, you're right with the, the build-up to this game. It's got... It's got the makings uh, at the beginning of a huge game here at Marvel Stadium. We're even talking about at one point that it should be changed to the to the MCG. But now with the outs for the Pies, it's their system tonight. Whether their system holds up with the younger players, inexperienced players coming into the into the lineup versus the Brisbane Lions, who it's it's all on the line for them tonight. So you've got two teams, I think, at, at different stages of mindset leading into. A, a final series. Dermot Burton, the Lions couldn't have asked for a better opportunity to bank all the advantages <laughs> of home. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, I love a game that is in poker parlance is a, is a tell. It's a sign. <laughs> How far have Collingwood receded from the, their peak, which I think was roughly four to six weeks ago? Will they be able to re-emerge from this trough and come back? And just how good Brisbane are on the road, because no matter who you put out on the park as Collingwood tonight, you do know the game style that you want to play against Brisbane with. And the one, the fallibility of Brisbane has been its incapability of stopping a certain game style against them on the road. Dwayne Russell, hello to you. Great to be with you, Gerard. And these two could meet, meet the game after next as well. So they might meet in two games' time. Ooh. And right at the end, potentially, as well. Let's head inside <laughs> the Collingwood camp where there is much intrigue. Hayden Skipworth is with us. Hayden, great to have you again on AFL Nation. Thanks for having us on, guys. Now, I know there's a limit to what you'll be able to say. Are we on standby for, la for late outs? Uh, no, no. Nah. We, um, we obviously had Bobby Hill uh, with a tight hemorrhage in the week. Geordie with his uh, glutes and obviously Darcy Moore with his hamstrings. So they're the guys that will uh, miss this week and uh, everyone else is fit and ready to go. Okay, that's good to hear. Is um, So how much of this, as Jono referenced there, is now a test of system and whether it it's, uh, can be maintained without some of the key personnel? Yeah, that's 100% right, um, Jono. We, we play a defensive system, we have offensive system and, uh, and obviously a stoppage system as well. So we, we plug in the next guy, even though obviously having Darcy Moore and, and Nick and Geordie out is uh, huge outs. Um, hopefully the next guy can get it done for us tonight. And Hayden, with, with that system, I know what Darcy Moore and the role that he plays and the way that he really supports defence, especially in the air, but do you, do you give confidence or do you give licence to a particular player tonight to play that role? Or is it more a bit more back shoulder and, and doing things just a little bit differently with Darcy out? No, we'll give them all licence um, when they can come across the impact. Um, we don't like to be in too many one-on-ones behind the ball, so we'll try and generate some spares, some stoppage. Um, Brisbane like to go even numbers uh, all over the field, so we'll look at different ways of doing that. But, yeah, ideally we, we don't get uh, leave our defenders in too many one-on-ones throughout the night. Hayden Dermott here. Now, if we can just extrapolate on that a little bit, the form of Nathan Murphy, uh, is that what you expected or has it been a pleasant surprise? Pleasant surprise, Dem. Um... Yeah, like he, we always knew he's courageous. Um, obviously, a little bit too courageous early in his career. He was um, brave getting, in the air. Yeah, get, getting injured a lot and wasn't protecting himself. Damn, he's opened himself right up. Um, but now he's got the balance right of um, protecting himself with it, with his courage. So, yeah, he's really popped this year. And um, you know, we, we're number one on the ladder for a reason. And it's um, for guys like that have really um, taken their game to the next level. Absolutely. Now. Brisbane are a good team. Everybody knows how to beat everybody else, or well, the best method they believe. I mean, most of us have a similar view on various teams of the best method to beat them. It's whether you can carry it out or not. Brisbane have shown a propensity to collapse, not at the MCG because there's a hoodoo, but because when the ball gets moved quickly, their midfield doesn't spread to the outside all that quick. And they don't cover quick ball movement between the arcs when they probably should. Would this be on the whiteboard tonight or is it just we play our best game and we win? 
No, definitely. We, we go through every week, Dan, like something we need to manage from the opposition and something we can exploit. And we definitely need to manage the inside and their contested side of the game. Yeah. Like Neil and Dunkley and Big O and the Ruck, like they're, they're um, elite players in the comp. And obviously their forward line, last time that small forwards got in behind our defence, Dan. So keeping them in front of us, um, not, in, not letting easy goal square goals. But um, we're a transitional team, so um, when the ball's messy and in mark in transitional, that's when we're at our best. So hopefully we can get the ball pinging up and back a bit and um, yeah like you said get them probably more on more on the outside last time you played them was very early in the season and looking back at that footage they seem to be you guys were all in you know when you you surge forward and you're all in they got extra numbers somehow they outnumbered you on turnover inside their forward line there's a balance there, isn't there? Yeah, we, we got too high. Like, our mids got um, almost level past the ball at times, which forced our high backs up as well. And, and then they spat some guys forward. So we're, we're getting outnumbered in a, in a uh, D50, which is definitely not our system. So we had a look at it during the week. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of water going on the bridge uh, since we played in exactly. the middle of the year, and, and we think we're, we're much better defensively. Now, Hayden, I see Braden Maynard just having a kick behind you at the moment. He'll lead the side tonight. We know his actions will, will, will obviously lead the, lead the way, but is he, is he one player that you just have a quiet chat with about the way he's going to prepare the group pre-game? Yeah, I'm interested to hear his uh, pre-game <laughs> speech, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I think there will be... Um yeah, from Darcy Moore's very articulate to a, a real <laughs> effort guy. So I'm going to be, be um, lingering around the players to hear what he says. But, um, yeah, Fly texted me and told me he's going to go with him tonight. And I just couldn't be um, more prouder for him. Um, he deserves his opportunity to lead the team. He's He's been a, a guy that's really stepped up his leadership over the past few years. And um, he's helping a lot of the younger players. And he's a spiritual guy game day. So... Um, hopefully um, he doesn't get too carried away with it and um, go crazy out here, but we'll, we'll, we'll just let him play his natural game and support him like we do with all yeah, no. those leaders. I'm sure he will, Hayden. Now, speaking of one of those younger players, Jacob Ryan, medium-sized defender. He's got a great mullet, <laughs> mate, but how impressed are you with him? What's impressed you in particular in his, in his lead-up to his first game? He's um, the best way to describe him, John. He's um, just simple brilliance. He does the, the basics really well, hits the easy option, uses his numbers when he's got spares around him and defends um, in our system really well. So obviously it's a really tough game to, to come in and play your first game against the second best team in the comp and with their forward line. But um, we'll, we'll try and support him as, as much as we can. But um, yeah, it's, he's, it's a real um, glimpse of our future, that's for sure tonight. And Hayden, last time personally, last time we spoke to you, you know, you were putting your hand up to obviously go further with your coaching and all those sort of things. Part of the the uh, the Richmond coaching um, uh, tenure at the at the moment. How's that role been for you? How has that how has it been going through that through that process? Nothing much through port, <laughs> okay. to be fair. So, yep. yeah, we've caught up for a coffee, and that's about the extent of it. Okay, mate. Yeah. no worries, mate. It was just the fact that we just through the fair bit of positive media going around about you, mate, which is a good thing to have, um, you know, to have that have that position of, you know, really good strength with some good support in the media as well. Yeah, it's been quite um, quite nice, yeah, sort of been coaching for a while now and, um, yeah, to get some recognition is, is obviously great, but my focus really is just trying to um, get us as far as we can this year and hopefully to a flag. Hayden, you, you know I always like to ask something that you... you you're probably normally just going to say, oh, let's leave that inside our club room. <laughs> Could you, just for the sake of our listeners, a Collingwood supporter, would you be willing to give us a, a what-if that might have occurred during the week? What if Brisbane do something? Could you give us one of the lighter what-ifs that you might talk might have talked about? Yeah, I guess... Uh, um the, the stuff for us is, is around the momentum. So, um, what if they get a momentum? They, they, I think they keep maybe you know seven or eight goals in a row last time. So, the strategy is what if um, this happens, and it's basically how we're going to support the stoppage if it's come from stoppage, or support behind the ball if it's in transition, and how we um, get that. Whether we get it from a wing dropping or a high, and a high forward coming up, or a, or a high forward coming in midfield and dropping a midfield back, um, or if it's aerial as well. So, we went through all the different things. If they're if their keys are getting it, you might see you know like a McStay or someone like that or a Darcy coming in ruck, um, sit behind the ball. If it's more um, ground level, maybe we push like a, a crisp out of the midfield and Taylor comes, uh, Taylor Adams comes up in the midfield to help support that. So they're the sort of things we, we look at is um, momentum shifts, one, how they're getting it, and then two, how we can support it. 
can I ask, like, if the, you mentioned, like, uh, say, the stoppage, if they get a little ascendancy in the stoppage, if you bring up a high half forward, does he as simply as join the front side, the attacking side of the, the stoppage, or does he have a different role to go rear, side, wing side, fat side? What, what, what does he do? We've got about probably, to answer your question, Dylan, probably about five different things he does. Um, he, can sit, he can sit behind the stoppage. Um, he can come up in the stoppage and we can shoot someone else forward. Um, we can wrap him to the back. He can go defensive side. So we've got different levers we can do around that. Um, we think that Brisbane will probably jam him up. So he might give us 5v5 in front of the ball as well, So, um, which might be a good look for us as well. So, um, yeah, we'll put him basically where we need him um, and the type of player as well um, will support that. We normally use like a Taylor Adams type that really can get his hands dirty in there. Thanks for your generosity. You're due at the jumper presentation. Appreciate your time. No worries. Thanks for having us on, guys. Good on you. Hayden Skipworth from inside the Collingwood coaching staff. Jacob Ryan about to be presented with his Guernsey on debut tonight. Is the measure of a future coach his capacity to tell us the truth about the team makeup or his capacity to bat us away convincingly. <laughs> if you're I believed him, oh, Jared. Did you believe him? Broken. He was, I, absolutely, I believe him. Mm. But equally, if he's led us down the garden path, I'll admire him even more. <laughs> but you think John Noble might be a late withdrawal? No, I have no idea. <laughs> That's why we ask the question. Right sometimes the uh, we talk about these things and you've got an inkling. No. No. no like we did last week with, with Ginevan being the sub. We kind of knew that yeah. before the question was asked of the assistant we were talking to who refused to tell us that Ginnivan <laughs> yes. was a sub even though it was already released to us. Yes, yes. No, but I, what he will come back with, Jared, is that when I was talking to you, I, as far as I knew, everyone was healthy. This no, is a late, so this I, is a late I, out. I think you would win brownie points with, as a future coaching prospect if you've been so convincing batting us away. But the other thing is, Jono said, is he really happy with all of the people in the media talking him up? But nobody listens to the media at Clubland, do they? <laughs> yes, they nobody listens to anything or reads anything. And don't read the paper. No. No, that's right. The ramifications of tonight are so good, as you rightly point out, Dwayne, as if, if Brisbane win, it could very well finish Collingwood, Brisbane, Port Adelaide and Melbourne. But if Collingwood win, it goes Collingwood, Port Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane, and they're meeting the MCG in the first qualifying final. And Collingwood will have this sense that, well, we beat them without all those key mm. players at a ground they play better. So I know there's a massive opportunity for the Lions, and so much of it is going to be framed around them. But if you want to squash a September rival right now, that's what's on offer for Collingwood. Well, there's some things you can't bat away, and that's a truth you can't bat away. If they hadn't met since round 14 and they met again first week of the finals, then they could bat away. Well, a lot's changed since then, but there's not a lot's going to change other than personnel. Whether the, or Brisbane show everything they've got tonight. I think they probably do have to show everything they've got tonight, as opposed to Collingwood won't show everyone everything they've got because they don't have the personnel that would normally be everything they've got. So we're not going to see what Nick Dacos would do or Darcy Moore would do. So Collingwood do have, I won't say a free throw because, well, they kind of do because they're not going to miss top two. Port Adelaide would need to win by, what, 100 points and 100 points their last two games to knock Collingwood out of top two. So they're not going to miss out on top two, Collingwood. The terms, so the ter- the psychology inside tonight, I think, is so interesting. But that's why I was interested, and I'm glad you asked about the what ifs with with Hayden and the way that he answered it. But he answered it in a way that I go to think about: who do they deliver that to in quarter? Who's the player for Collingwood that they're delivering those scenarios to? Because if you want, if they're getting out beaten at stoppage, you're going to whether they've got the outnumber there and they bring someone up to outnumber. Because I was watching the quarterback. Well, you, you know already now because he he kind of half slipped up. By letting us know, Taylor Adams ain't starting in the middle. No, no, but that's right. But but I was watching the quarterback during the week, and the way the the quarterbacks have to learn every, every play, play, right? Every and the play. way that they they sit with their families during the week, and the wives and partners are going through it with them just to understand the play. So mentally, they so get that, it. Who is it here? Is because yep. the responsibility is on the whole team to understand it. But everyone's at different levels of what we're talking about. Who's who's the quarterback? The one apart from Scott Pendlebury. Who's the other one you Still think side bottom would be pretty good at yeah. that as well, I think, in being that midfield. because It's a bit like, all right, Jared, you can answer this as well. Is it easier for the keeper to have an alignment or a first slip to have an alignment as opposed to a bowler feeling, feeling down at fine leg or wherever to be able to get a quick message, get an alignment of where everyone's fielding and you're slightly out here? I mean, is there some players that are in a better position? I, I always wonder about Tom Jonas and a fullback being captain as to whether they can actually do the 
the stuff that needs to be done in the mm. midfield because sometimes a forward can come up to stoppage easily. If you're a captain forward, you can just come up to stoppage and do a bit more demanding. Yep. So that, that's a great – and funny enough, somebody was asking me about this today and, and you know, I'd muck around about Jason Dunstall and I, but people were saying, what about when he was captain? I never played in a team he was captain. But I used to feel for Jason as the captain because he would be at full forward. And in those days, the domain of the full forward basically went to about five metres outside <laughs> the 50. So what effect can you have on the rest of the team as captain mm. if the ball's not coming down? Whereas other players further afield can go there. I, I loved his answer then, saying, well, that player can come up. Let's say it is a Taylor Adams. Mm. Just by virtue of where he positions himself when he does come up to the stoppage, signals to the other players, oh, he's playing this role. Mm. We slip into the accompanying roles. So they know. It's, it's, if you're playing out of the goal square like he did so frequently, Bradley, and somebody <laughs> encroaches down the spine to 25 metres, you know the play that you're going to commit to if the ball comes in a certain direction. Mm. You automatically know that play. So if Taylor Adams comes up to in those what-ifs, goes to a certain position around the stoppage, the other players automatically know. And if they don't, there's a gentle reminder. Well, there, there is. And that's, that's the breakdown that the quarterbacks were talking about. They know it. The expectation is everyone else knows their role within that, within that system to perform the task of getting it, uh, getting to that first down or, or, or going longer or whatever it is you're running. High it. So in, intelligence. It is. It's unbelievable. Though, as but opposed we, to footballers, there's some pretty basic footballers still. I yep. agree with that, but the expectation around the way the game is set up these days is a yeah. lot different and the knowledge base from a football perspective and an understanding of the, the different systems within mm. the game is, is critical some, these days. Some clubs call it they have a player who plays wild at the stoppage. So Jake Stringer, when he goes into the centre bounce, sure, they've got a position. Jakey, this is where we want you to start. But he plays wild. As soon as the ball bounces, the other two blokes who are underneath the ruckman, they have their lock-away positions. But it's Stringer's explosiveness that they'll say, play wild, mm. just find it, break loose. Dusty was a bit that way. Mm. Why would you try and harness someone like Dusty Martin at a stoppage to play a role? He said, Dusty, that's the footy. It'll bounce a certain way. We reckon you've got a pretty good grasp of it. Just play wild, find the bloody thing. But there might and also get it be forward. a situation where Richmond's just conceded five goals in a row, mm-hmm. where you need Dusty don't to put, actually. Don't put him in. Yeah, that's a good point. And that, that might be exactly what you do. Put, um, your, put your three defensive mids in because that's what we need to do in that circumstance. So I remember one night when Danger, uh, uh, Paddy Dangerfield was playing in Adelaide and. I think it was Scott Camperielli was the caretaker coach. And he took danger off in the final 10 minutes. And the reason was that the opposition had taken the ball from stoppage, I think, three times in a row. Because Paddy, as a younger man, just chased the ball. All he wanted to do with his three players underneath the ruckman was start behind and walk the opposition player in. But Paddy chased the ball. And it left an outlet that the opposition took out three times in a row. So this is one of the modern-day greats. It happens to now. You, if you, if we were saying win the game, you'd put Paddy Dangerfield mm. in every time. Yeah, which might but be the, the same for might be the same for Richmond. They might have considered five goals in a row. Yep. But they now and now need to kick one because they're three points down. Mm. So you still put Dusty in, or Correct. you put your attacking guys in in that situation. That's that's your game of poker, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. But it's fun, and that's the beauty of it because they do play their cards close to their chests at Clubland these days. They don't tell us that much. So we all, in this game, listen to everybody else. You know, I listen to you, I listen to Kingy, I listen to Joey. We all listen to all the different experts that we've got, Jono, to try and get a, a bigger, broader snapshot. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. Well, the, more, have... the more pieces you have to try and work this puzzle out, and every different person in the special comments domain has a an understanding of a piece sometimes. Yeah, a speciality area. Mm. Yeah. So that's why you have a coaching staff of four or five in there, all with loud voices. Mm. And the worst thing you can have as a senior coach, in my belief, when we're putting together coaching boxes, is yes men. Yeah, because if someone agrees with you all the time, you don't need them. head coach mm. and they just want to fall in behind him. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, that powerful head coach who has such a loud voice, he might 
not like getting challenged the way he gets challenged. And eventually that assistant coach who's done your team so much good <laughs> by challenging the senior coach suddenly finds himself at another club. Mm. That's where you've got to have good, strong organisations, though, to say, no, he's in. That's he, He's part of ours. What about Braden Maynard being captain? Oh, how good was Hayden's response to that as well? Because it is spot on. I, You'd love to be able to film that final, the final sure they huddle. They might. Are they allowed out on the ground to film oh, that final well, huddle? You know, yeah. I'd, I'd Jack love Ginevan to, had a I'd, camera out on the ground. Yeah, that was post game. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to see it because we always used to when we used to have someone step in. I used to do it a fair bit because mm. you know when it's the same voice all the time. It wasn't necessarily because I was, a player was out injured or I was out injured and someone had to step up. But a different voice in that. But I'd have to prepare if it was a Bob Murphy or a G or. Or one of those boys prepare them early enough in the week yeah. so that they could just get their head around it and their thought process is it's done on what they're saying, which is usually a repeat anyway of what the coaches um, reinforced anyway, um, and then off you go. So, but you can just see once you tell them, there's just that element of nervousness. Their mind starts going to a different place who than what it normally good, would be. Who were some of the good uh, orators that you? Oh, it was Bob Murphy was unbelievable, but it was more, you know. Pre pre games more just the the rant around your build up for the week, so you're just reinforcing the, you know what's happening. The the ones you remember is the ones that get messed up more more than anything, and they just break you down. You have a laugh, and then yeah. you get out there and start. Well, it's it's amazing, isn't it? How you can get fired up and so serious, but the ones that that uh, yeah, the ones a you laugh, remember. all of a sudden you go, you know, and you go out and start well. So we had the great Michael Tuck. And, of course, Tucky didn't need a mouth guard because he had no teeth between the cuspids. <laughs> so he'd, he'd call you in and he wouldn't have a mouth guard. He didn't oh, no. need one. And everything he said was fantastic. If you could decipher it. <laughs> it came out as mumbles because he, he didn't wear his teeth, clearly, when he played. And some words came out distorted. But everything he said was good and it was on point. It just kind of came out a little jump, a little, you know, skew if, Dwayne. Yes. Gary Hughes was a great orator. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty cool when the spiritual leader becomes the actual leader. It is actually, isn't it? It's a, it's a, and as Hayden described to us, he, he's earned the right to skipper tonight because of the way that he's grown into his, his leadership role, the way that he plays and performs. And, and I'm glad that Craig McRae's gone down that line to, to give him that responsibility. That's a great call. The spiritual leader who is the captain. Because I don't think Lenny Hayes was ever the true captain of Sanka. Was he a co-captain? I think they had co-captains. They did yeah, have three of them. Wasn't an one outright stage. captain though. Now, whenever I hear spiritual... They rotate them one, like each had a year. Have, yeah, they might have. With I thought Lenny was the spiritual leader of... The, of St. Kilda. Who, what are some of the other spiritual leaders? See, uh, and the slight difference. So Maynard is your spiritual leader in the fact that he's an animal. Yep. And Len- Lenny he's Hayes. A beast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's sort of different in the spiritual. He will die for that. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So the, the Magpies are out on the ground. They will have had the, the jumper presentation for their debut on tonight. Jacob Ryan, who plays his first game. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here, bigger and bolder. Book a test drive today. Visit hyundai.com.au or your local showroom. How well are the Lions travelling? We'll ponder that next. So there's a a gaping opportunity for them tonight. They've wriggled out of a couple of tight ones recently, but they have kept it neat by winning. And we know that Port Adelaide and Melbourne's fates are directly linked to what happens with the Lions. So we're going to touch base with Charlie Cameron just ahead of his warm-up. He's going to, to join us, Brisbane, make an active player available on the day of the game, which is always a terrific little insight into their own patterns and idiosyncrasies and the overall picture as well. It is Disability Inclusion Round, thanks to Scope, Australia's largest not-for-profit disability service provider. We're in the countdown to Friday night footy here on AFL Nation, where the pregame show is for Beaumont Tiles. The new Beaumont Max range starts at 20 bucks. Friday night footy at Marvel under the closed roof. It is Collingwood and the Brisbane Lions. Our Friday night presenting partner is Penrite Oil and your local Repco authorised service. Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell, Dermot Burton and Brad Johnson with you. In a moment, Charlie Cameron is going to join us from the Lions. Uh, just give us a, just a quick pricey on Brisbane's form in your eyes, Jono. It's, it's improving form, I think, in, in my eyes. They're still not uh, where they would like to be as a... As a, as a footy club, but 
the two wins the last couple of weeks have had to grind. One away from home in WA and then one at home against an Adelaide side who's actually improved a fair bit. So I think they'd be quite, quite happy where they're at, but not ecstatic into where they want to go to in the next couple of weeks. Charlie Cameron is with us at the top of the Brisbane race. Charlie, it's great to have you on AFL Nation before you play tonight. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How big's the opportunity for the whole team tonight, do you think? That's uh, a great opportunity. Um, Collins College side and Friday night under the lights at Marvel. So I guess we can showcase what we can do um, in these prime time slots and big games. Charlie, Charlie. Dermot. <laughs> all Dermot here, Charlie. Sorry, Brad all Johnson and I both. They're all keen to get at you, Charlie. They're all keen to get at you. keen to talk at you, Charlie. Have you got a favourite team that you like playing against? Not the one that you go the best of, but just that might bring the crowd or you feel the atmosphere or something like that? Um, I think probably like the big teams in Melbourne, I guess. Um, Crows are like playing, obviously, because it's your former team. But, yep. yeah, I think the big teams in Melbourne, because of the crowd and the atmosphere, and I think you just want to play in front of these big crowds because you just feel the excitement and the energy level in, I guess, the stadium. So, Just with that energy level, do you feel you play best when you're absolutely emotionally charged or when you're in your own head and you, you know you're good and yep. you're just capable of taking it? Or, or is it that? that moment where we see you just rev the crowd up and yeah well I think for me it's just trying to get going at the start um pressure and then I think what you said in there the moments um I think I didn't kick goal last until the third quarter and that was my moment and I think I got on a little hot run um that third quarter I think I just got to keep going I guess have my moments um in games and I guess if I get a shot goal or pressure those are the moments that I take and with the shot of goal I think I, I can build from that, but I can build from the pressure and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, nah, I guess it's all, all about moments. And in finals as well, it's all about moments. Yeah, so can, can I ask you, if, hypothetically, if you got through to the final quarter and you barely touched it, what are you thinking? Uh, in, in terms of, yeah, like, are we... For you. Barely touched the, what, the... The agate, and, and your team needs you to win the game. What, what, what goes through your mind? I'm, this, I'm still a man. I can have my moment. Yeah, exactly. I think... Uh, I've, I've, I'm stunned on the question here. Um, is it just more like when they have a shot of goal or something? Is that no, it it's is? just anything. The ball's up the field. It might yep. be coming down. Do you feel like you oh. are still the bloke who will win the game? Well, I guess you want to have those opportunities. Um, I think... The way I play at the moment is um, I sit on the, I guess, corridor side and just try and beat my, get my man up the ground and then try and beat him back. And so I think that's what I've been doing lately. And just, I guess, when I'm trying to get the ball in my area. It's just, I, I, can I win it one-on-one? And I'm confident that every time I go out there, I'm probably a, a damaging player. And I have a lot of confidence in myself that knowing that I'm going to get to work and, um, I guess... Uh, have an impact. Yeah, I know, because you're one of the most attractive players to watch when you're on and you can see the excitement levelling you. That's where I was coming from. Yeah, sorry. I, was, I, yeah. I thought you were talking about like if I touched the ball on the goal line or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused, no, sorry. No, no, yeah, yeah. no this was about you and above the that. shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry about exactly. that. Exactly. The reason I wanted to get in early too, Charlie, yeah. was because I know you love playing under the lid here Yeah, Marvel. Come to Melbourne. You, you, you light it up here. Uh, it's always a good opportunity. Um, it's fast deck, so and, um, quality, quality side tonight with Collingwood. They're a pretty quick team, and um, us small forwards, um, Link McCarthy, Cam Rayner, um, Zach Bale, we have a handful um, with the defence trying to just lock the ball in our front half, and that's the key, I reckon. If we can lock the ball in our front half tonight, um, we can go a long way, but um, I'm excited, mate. This is uh, pretty good, I guess, for us for the second Friday night. Um, everyone's watching, so go try and put on a show. And the last two weeks, the form's, been, the form's been good. You got the wins, but I know there's a lot of improvement still in the way that you, you want to play your footy as a side. What are a couple of things you've identified that you really want to excel in tonight? Yeah, obviously, um, we, after, I think, the Gold Coast game, just like, it was a tough loss just coming at the mindset, the attitude just to become the hunters instead of being hunted. So um, like, I think we went over there to Frio to try to hunt, hunt them, and it was a close game again, and then the Crows game was pretty close, so... Um, our mindset is just got to be ready from the start, um, so we're looking forward to it. So um, if we can get the ball going forward early, get the territory, build the pressure in our forward half, it'll go a long way. I feel like I can ask you questions, Charlie, and you're, yep. you're going to answer us, and you're educating us. Yep. The brothers that come out of Queensland, when you come to Melbourne this time of year... Don't <laughs> no, worry, brother. I've, I was very excited when I saw the... Yeah. Um, I went to New York um, in the off-season, yeah. and my missus is coming down today, and I was like, when I landed like yesterday, I was like, 
lucky to bring my thermals, my legs. <laughs> <laughs> and then at training, yes, uh, in Brizzy, it was like cold and raining. Um, and I was like, yeah, the brothers, I was like, yep, I need a jumper. The brothers don't like the cold. So I was pretty soaked under the lights. But was, yeah. Wasn't it a couple of years you, your coach took his top off? Was that down in Ballarat when that you were doing That was in Ballarat. And I was like, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm shaking. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it's... Um, I don't know how the boys do it, but yeah, when it comes to the brothers, you'll see the brothers rug up and just it'll be cold. Like I was at Adelaide and me and Eddie Vets would always wear long sleeves and <laughs> yeah. long. It's just yeah, it's the thing. I don't know why, but yeah, I love love the Queensland weather. So yeah, uh, there's a famous story that Ron Barassi counted the the team once in the rooms. Yep, and he was too short. And then somebody said, where is, I forget who there were, some of the brothers were yeah. missing. And somebody said back to him, they're in the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I always like to, I guess, I haven't been here on before, but I couldn't put it on. But um, yeah, it could be, be cold at the moment. But once I get going, hopefully I can get on a hot streak and yeah, get the energy going. Good, right, I right, definitely right. hope we see you go from the long sleeve to the short sleeve. You're on <laughs> nah, I, think, I don't Charlie. think Fags likes the long sleeve, so I'll just stick to the short sleeve. <laughs> ah, very nice. Now, Josh Dunkley's been a, a great recruit for you this year, but more so having a look more closely at him, and I'm sure you do internally as well, Charlie, but 134 tackles for the year is, yep. is big numbers and 101 clearances to match it, so he's, he's doing it in both facets for you. Yeah, he's um, immense and there's pressure just to get out um, get out the, the midfielders um, I think he goes to, well, locks on to the best midfielders stoppage and then tries to work off them offensively and defensively but yeah, his pressure around the contest, pressure acts and just tackling is just hunt um, it's not only just winning the ball, but yeah, when they get it, he's hunting them. So, and he brings that defensive run in the midfield. It helps a, a few other boys that can drag a lot of boys along. So, uh, it's credit to him and his mindset, I guess, just to hunt and I guess not only win the ball, but to get out of them if they win the ball. Charlie, do you have any rituals between now and the start of the game that you like to do every week, or, or are you a bit freewheel? Um, I, I'm on the, on the music, so I like to sit next to the music and just like play music and just chill. Um, I don't really come out um, onto the ground um, and, un- until we warm up. So, yeah, this is um, unusual for me. But, yeah, my, my thing is just sitting in the change rooms or in the wild bear and just sit next to the speaker and listen to music because it makes me happy and gets me going. Yeah, what nice. playlist have you gone for tonight? <laughs> uh, just a bit of rap and a bit of house music. So, yeah. But I like my country music, so but I can't play country because the boys hate it. <laughs> but, yeah, country yeah. road? Nah, not country road. Like a bit of Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen and oh, stuff. Luke so Combs. yeah, Sold out concerts yeah. around the country. Yeah, oh, I was them last week, so it's pretty special. But yeah, I like country music, but the boys hate it and they reckon it's too slow, so I can't play country music. <laughs> Charlie, you're due in a meeting. Thanks a lot for your time and good luck. Thank you. Enjoy the game. Have awesome, a night. Charlie. Thank Bye. you. What a ripper fellow. Charlie Cameron <laughs> yeah, down on so the boundary. You were famous for asking that question of Alan Christensen, weren't oh. you? Well, I didn't even know oh, who we were cold talking about. Whether you're feeling cold, living <laughs> yeah. in Geelong. It's, it's, it's the lure of it's getting you back home. I grew up in Lara. Strong? I'm from Lara. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, you, you walked in, you know what it's like. Your turn to go get coffee. So I've come back in with coffees and somebody wrote on a piece of paper, Alan Christensen. <laughs> and I've gone, your question next. I went, oh, oh, where do you go? <laughs> Very yeah. That'll never get lost, that no, audio. No, I won't let you forget it either. <laughs> Collingwood and the Brisbane Lions ahead of us. We'll broaden out our conversation to all that's happening inside footy right now. Brody Grundy has been dropped by Melbourne again, as was well anticipated, but it has a certain gravity about it to discuss. Uh, the Eagles are edging Adam Simpson towards a, a sacking and a departure at the end of the season. And Damien Hardwick is in Melbourne. He'll be there to see off Trent Cochin and Jack Revolt at the MCG tomorrow with the expectation at the start of next week he will be announced as the coach of the Suns. That is all ahead of us. Disability inclusion round this weekend, thanks to Scope, Australia's largest not-for-profit disability service provider. This is the AFL Nation pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. The new Beaumont Max range starts at 20 bucks. Friday night footy of round 23 is Collingwood and the Brisbane Lions on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and for tyre power kicking goals with quality Kumo tyres. We'll come back to this game and delve a little deeper in the lead up to the opening siren, but there's a lot happening elsewhere in footy. Mitch Cleary from Channel 7's News has spotted Damien Hardwick today coming out of his manager's office where <laughs> I think it's reasonable to speculate he's putting the final touches and maybe even a signature on a contract to be unveiled, unveiled next week with the Suns. He, he said... He, they do the dances. I've got a lot to think about over the weekend. I've got a decision to make as if it's sort of all not sorted and hasn't been sorted for some time. But um, it's become a... Uh, and Well, we've known for for weeks that Hardwick's going to coach the Suns and that, that's on the cusp of becoming formal. 
Yeah, and that's right. And that's the, we, we all understand that. And we just now wait for it to be 100% official and out there for everybody to, to get on with things at the Gold Coast. It's, an, it's important for, for Damien to, to get straight in, obviously bring in with, uh, to the club who he needs behind him as well, which is the next, next lot of um, appointments. And then from there, it's, okay, where's the list at? What do we need? Where do we go? And then it's that, that, that start of growth for Gold Coast under, under Dimmer. Now, what's the expectation? Is the expectation immediate? that we will see them play finals next year, Jared, is, is that realistic? Well, that'll be their expectation. Um, from the outside, that, we've, that they've been waiting forever, haven't they? It mm. depends what you think of their list and how complete it is. And then it depends whether the kicker to that story of Dustin Martin potentially going there is real or not. The thing he's got to work out, I think, first is, and I remember Rodney Ede with us when he first came to the, to the Bulldogs, was he had a certain style in his mind watched this train and threw it completely out mm. the door and started again with something completely completely different because we weren't going to be able to play the way that he had in his mind just from a personnel point of view. So that will be the interesting thing to, to watch, I think, early on with, with Dimmer. And he might have in his mind that he's got certain players that could play the same role that Tigers players did, but also they're not going to be able to do it at the same the same level maybe that, that they did. So you'll have to tinker with It's got to be with frustrating to a coach when, when he knows what his best game style that he coaches and he doesn't have the personnel to carry it out. And, and But he's adaptable, Damien Hardwick. He's yeah. proven that. I, I truly believe he, he developed that game style of that surge forward because of the stocks he had. That's the best game that they could deliver him. But, they but that wasn't his, his first preference I don't think but they changed that I think off the back of the assistant coaches that they brought in after that review process that I think helped Dimmer shape Dusty and Cochin and a few others with the way they were getting ball around the back and easy ball to then all of a sudden no that's not happening anymore and started to structure them up a little bit differently off that yeah but the way they, they bring... so you're always capable of doing that the way you retreat is how you defend mm. but it's how you attack and bring the ball forward is how you score Yep. And the way they scored was that surge momentum that came at breakneck speed. And he looked at his list and he went, you know what? I haven't got two key forwards. <laughs> Jack's got to go solo. Josh Caddy can be my second key forward. Yep. And he was a mid-size pinch hitter, could mark a little bit, and but put pressure on. He wanted pressure. And then he got three abnormally fit and agile half-forwards who could drill run up to... The back flank, and as soon as the ball got surged forward and it was on a quick break, no one could beat any one of those three players back. They all did over 16 in beep tests. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You, you can't have three back flankers or two back flankers in the back pocket, all who can do by 16, 16 beep tests, <laughs> to cover them. So he utilised that game style to his best advantage with that style of player that he had. It'd be interesting to see what he believes. No, I reckon His they'll. I reckon they'll. Che- they were cheating the beep to do sixteens. <laughs> There's no way they'll do a legit beep test. I wonder if he's got the best one ever. Who's got the best one ever? I saw Jose Ramiro do a, a sixteen-five. I think it was roughly around that, and oh, that was come on. He, he was. He had legs that were he still the size it. of the I Easter bunnies. I witnessed make... it. Yeah, and that was the best. You were holding the clock, weren't you? I, I can't remember. Crossy was our best runner that I've ever seen. Actually, Daniel Bandy was the best runner we ever had. He was a great runner, DB, Daniel yeah. Bandy would have a massive off-season, come back, and be. And it was when you could be unfit to come back yeah. in a certain way. He couldn't put on weight. And he would, he would run with Crossy just with someone to run with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was yeah. naturally a Adam freak. Adam Tomlinson has an enormous tank. He just doesn't have that explosive burst. Yeah. Yeah. But just to get back to it, that, that's <laughs> he utilised... Sorry, we diverted there for a second. He, he utilised what was at his disposal. So I wonder what he will see, should he, when he gets that job, what he will see at his disposal. I, I think they need a, another crafty key forward, which isn't... They don't grow on trees, but somebody mid-size, Jack Gunston from five, four years ago, five <laughs> years ago, that's what they need. They're getting another key forward. That, that's happening in the draft. Yes. The, the, and then they'll get two others out of the academy. So they, they, they're going to end up with some really interesting tools. Could you see Dustin Martin there next year with his old coach? Uh, uh, the, 
the feeling is for most people, yes, you think so. I, I, just, I still grapple with the fact that they gave away a pick seven at the draft to get salary cap relief by letting Jack Bowes go and pick seven. How can it change so dramatically in 12 months? How does that work? Can you create enough room in that time? If I was Levi Casbolt on minimum money and whoever else is up there on the fringes on minimum money, I'd feel nervous. They're going to have to make more room somewhere. So if, let's say, their cap allows it, and that is the prevailing view, yep. is it a, should they do it? And should Martin consider it this late in the piece? Okay, let's work our way through this. How old's Dustin now? 31-ish? It's 30-plus. Is he moving the way he used to? Can you get some brilliant footy out of him? Or are you asking the locals to turn up? 32, Jared. Okay, 30. Are you asking the locals to turn up and see the great Dustin Martin in his twilight? What if he is a permanent forward then and not a midfielder? Or when he kicks his 50-plus? Great question. It needs to be a certain game style for him to be a permanent forward that he will have a good season. So he's Toby Green who plays seventy percent forward. Like Toby. No, no, I know that, but he plays seventy percent forward. Oh, okay. yep. I mean, Isaac Rankin's not a big high mark either. He's agile, mate. Yeah, that's true. I know what you're saying. So Dusty he hasn't has got that. the power. Okay, so when Dusty's come back and he's been pretty good this he year, he reads the ball so well, Dusty. He I just does. got a belief that he'd find it. But he does. And one thing he's got going for him is if he's caught one-on-one, his body... Can you remember him jumping and taking a mark overhead? Mm. Yeah, I'll get that. It it doesn't happen. His body usage is so good, he can chest mark against key Mm. position players. But Mm. that requires him to be one-on-one. Is the Suns set-up going to allow that? I think think the delivery forward, you'll see plenty of it. With Raul Anderson, Humphrey Flanders. I love Raul, but I don't want to be standing under his kicks. (laughs) I'm saying you'll see plenty of it. I didn't see how it had come in from different different players. That's what we're talking about. Raul gets it inside and handballs it to guys anyway most of the the time. He hasn't got speed from stoppage. He he, he he wins it and gives it. So he needs space. What does King need? Are you upsetting? I think King needs, King needs a foil, and that's what Gerald was saying. Is it you, you or who was saying that he need they need a better? I, I reckon they need another option. second or third string yeah. agile. Does he have to be a marking two, forward, or can it be a yes. Fritch leader? Someone, someone. Well, Fritches can mark it. It's that type of hybrid forward who you have to put an agile, spoiling mm. player on. That, that is smart enough to take traffic away from the goal square. You don't always have to mark it, though, Darren. Sometimes you can lead your player under the ball and duck back. Correct, to it, correct. Fend but it, if, fend but it if to you your advantage threat. side, so you, you spoil it to your advantage. You know he's overcommitted, so you spoil it to your advantage side. I mean, Ablett Senior was good at that. He could take a high mark. Yep. But there was also one-on-one times when he deliberately didn't mark it. He would actually pull his hands away from it, let it get behind him and turn and yeah. get it mm-hmm. first because... He's fought it over committed. But you've got to have the weaponry there to threaten them yeah. with. Otherwise, they play their right, own so game. So does he go or not? Does he go to the Gold Coast or not? Well, there's the, so the other side of it is Dusty's oh, side, sure. which is he's going to sit there tomorrow night and see that the era is over at Richmond, and he's going to be the last great vestige of it. So he could stay and play his 300th game and join his former comrades, but it's going to be a totally different look. And it's probably unlikely that he'll see finals. That's a compelling scenario you're painting. Or Damien Hardwick, who he's done it all with for a team that is on the rise and probably is going to finals. Mm. So there's there's an emotional and then there's a practical, I suspect, in it. And no one would claim to know Dustin Martin's mind. He doesn't know who's coaching Richmond either, does he? No, he knows much more about the Suns. But he knows what the parameters are under Damien Hardwick. Well, he knows that we... It's not confirmed, but the it's more likely going to be a first year, yeah, coach. A so does coach. a does a warmer weather climate help an older body? I think so. I, I keep going to how does how would Moby Child feel in, in all of this? Did he leave Richmond yeah. in okay did. terms? Because was he not getting yes. a game? Yes, he, he did. But he's okay. not getting a game now, Moby. No, I, I think he's four that, most weeks, and he's not getting a game. Yeah, and I think part of Hardwick's job will be to so th- those who have filled holes and done a nice job for them, Casbolt and Child. That, that, out. That, that surely his job is to go. No, 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 no more seat fillers. <laughs> this is the list that we're going to make our run with. 
with the young talent being added. I, I would think there's a jettisoning of players who, through maybe no fault of their own, just aren't going to be it anymore. I don't think Damien Hardwick will tolerate that on a list at the Suns. You feel for those players, though, that, brief that brief. Left, left an environment and then the old coach ends up turning yeah. up. <laughs> the Hyundai Santa Fe diesel available now. Book a test drive today. Visit hyundai.com.au or your local showroom. We'll talk the Grundy scenario and Adam Simpson's prickly situation over in the West. This, this is starting to look a fraction torturous like most of the coaching departures have in recent times. Disability inclusion round. Thanks to Scope, Australia's largest not-for-profit disability service provider. Friday night footy, it's Collingwood and the Brisbane Lions. Top of the table clash in round 23 ahead of us. Our presenting partner is Penrite Oil and your local Repco authorised service. Round 23 of this AFL season begins Friday night footy under the closed roof at Marvel. It's Collingwood and the Brisbane Lions. First plays second, Gerard Waitley, Dwayne Russell, Dermot Brereton and Brad Johnson with you. AFL Nation is for Elders Real Estate and for Tyre Power get the power. Brody Grundy has been dropped for Melbourne. It's, I think everybody knew that that was going to happen at the end of Saturday night, but it certainly lands with a gravity once it's mm. all confirmed. It raises questions which are pretty evident for the end of this year and what should happen in the future. First of all, last Saturday, Saturday night they played, didn't they? Yeah. Um, he played as a negating forward in the first portion of the game and I thought to myself there's nothing more he can do he's actually playing this pretty well he came up to the wing and he thwarted Max Gorn's intercept marking down the line he took a couple himself and I thought this is a really good effort but we're actually not seeing forward craft we're not seeing somebody who's threatening the goals we're seeing somebody in the middle of the ground who's stopping the opposition's strong suit in ruck play down the line and for that reason I thought they went with it. They thought they'd give it one more go. It's, it's, this reaffirms that this fellow cannot play as a pinch hit forward. He's a ruckman or nothing or bust. So we won't see him again unless Gorn gets injured. Yep. And, that's, and that's just where it lays now for, for Melbourne, who are still finding that, that uh, ability to have that second key up forward next to, next to Van Royen. So... Tomlinson comes into the side. He won't play that that particular particular role. So shows the one bit. he is because he can jump and he can he can do it. But they are now relying on on Melsham to do it in the air, Petrarca to do it in the air as well as Van Royen. So can I ask you this? They're saying they want that third player as a target player, aerial player. When Fritz comes back. Who makes way there? Let's say Smith does what he did late in the game last week, takes a couple of grabs, boots a goal or two, a match. Who who exits stage left for Fritch? Well, that's a really good, really good point. Going through their side at the moment, it could be a Tomlinson who has to has to make way. Or it and it then is, do you send or, Smith or back? Well, because they've got one too many in the forward So it line comes now. down to form, doesn't it? On for for those two particular players because you look maybe Chandler, but Chandler adds, I think, a really Difficult sort of player. smart dynamic yeah. to their yeah. to their forward structure. So, and Neil Bullen's not going going anywhere. So, yeah, right. That, that competition for that uh, for that final spot is is well and truly alive now at Melbourne. I think if Smith plays the way he did late last week, he's your hybrid type forward to play next to Van Rijn. and Melksham. They like him out of the goal square, but then when Fritz comes back. They've probably got their problems solved because you know Fritz is very uh, capable, but he's a goal square full forward as well. So it's probably Melksham who's been as wonderful mm. as he has and as brave as he has, who's probably under the pressure. If, if Smith keeps bobbing up with some contested marks, aerial presence, and one or two a week. Well, their bench is Bailey, Laurie, Brayshaw, Tomlinson, and Chandler. So Laurie's probably the one being the young, the younger version in that lineup that that does automatically make way, depending on how he's going with with his form before others. Does, I was surprised Adam Tomlinson stayed this year at Melbourne. So does Grundy owe it to himself to leave at the end of the year? Yes. He's, you can't, we are what we are. He's, he's literally, he cannot change the stripes on his back. That's, that's what he's born. He's a born centre square ruckman. Mm. And if, he could take an easy path, but it would be selfish for the world of football. He could still stay there and be on a wonderful wage as a 2IC backup. 
who's only called upon when the quarterback goes down. They're not even putting him in late in game. You can't put him on the bench. Um, he owes it to himself and the sport to have someone who is capable of being the in the top three ruckman in so, the comp playing footy. So Melbourne don't want to lose him then for that point. He might want to go but for his own footy, but for, for Melbourne and their structure, to have him on their list if something does happen well, so to So he's not playing Horn, against you? You can't, you can't spend 750 grand on an insurance policy. No, but that's... Not, not with our salary cap. No. Yeah. They actually do need to move him. Okay. But his best use to them right now is that he's not rucking against them in a final series. So who becomes their, yeah, who becomes their be, second? It sort of doesn't, doesn't matter, matter. Dono, is you can't spend that much of your salary cap on a player that you're not going to going play. To play. And there's plenty out there. We talked about it last week. I mean, Jordan Sweet can't get a game for the Dogs. There's a lot of rucks that can't get a game at the moment on AFL. Is, is Melbourne a player for Harley Reid at all? You're talking about yeah, trading definitely. Grundy. So does Melbourne all of a sudden think about, okay, well, it sounds like Harley Reid and pick one might be gettable. So do we start to think about how we get early picks? I think they've already got enough to force the issue there and get, Grundy might get them an additional pick but I don't they've already got the three picks to make that pretty attractive mm. see most clubs those. most clubs have th- three to five ruckmen on their on their list mm. I think Frio's got five the most on their on their list which is two to three too many mm. I think under your theory of of why you would have that many ruckmen on your on your list I, I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't know why but they've got one who can play forward Jackson can play forward I think more yeah. so than either Grundy or yeah, but I think even I think Jackson Jackson was named for Frio. Jackson was named. No, he's named as a ruck on their list. I just yeah. went through their lists and who they who they had. So Frackman, Fremantle, I got Darcy, Jackson, Noble, Bennings, and and Reedy. Three you you wouldn't even know. So this, that's ten percent of your list yep. for one solitary who are named specialised position. So Melbourne have got four: Gorn, Grundy, Verrill, and Farris White. And the irony is Collingwood have Cox as their sub tonight. So they're using a sub. As a rucks up. Yeah, they are. And they've got Kruger and Steen on their list as yeah. well. So they've got four. So it's, yeah, between two and four. Sons have got two. Wits and Moyle. That's well, it. Well, that great Richmond team we were talking about, they had Nankervis in 2017. And the backup ruckman, he's, he's down there, the assistant coach <laughs> oh, at, what's his name? Um, the left footer winger. Richmond have got six <laughs> ruckmen on their list. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you can have numbers, but you can't have money. No, oh, no, I around. get that. Yeah. But six is way too many as well, yes, I think, yeah. under that. Oh, under we, all we, talking yes, how much about. you got tied up that, in that, that, that adds up to the money, doesn't it? Yep. Well, sort of. well yeah, not that's... necessarily if they're on minimum wage. <laughs> oh, I know, but there's six of them. Yeah, you can't be developing too many Ruckman at once. No, I otherwise, agree with that. You, otherwise, you're doing some other team down the track mm. a really good favour right yep. now because you, you're turning them in the player that they're going to buy. Yep. There'll be some buyers for Grundy too. Oh, my word. Sydney, Port. Would Geelong be a buyer? Jared, they're, they're rucking uh, so Neil got this Stanley, weekend. Stanley Segler and Conway. And Neil, who's rucking this weekend for them. And Neil. One out. So the, the best, I've been of this view all year, the best open job in footy is the number one ruck position at Port Adelaide. Go and ruck to Rosie, mm. Butters and Horn Francis <laughs> for the rest of your career. Well, you reckon Brody you could get it wrong and still look good? Well, attention. that's, <laughs> they've got a couple of youngsters they're trying to develop, haven't they, Port Adelaide? Yeah, but, but the, they, that... That midfield is go time. And that is, is the best job in footy. I'm, I'm absolutely certain of it. And you have life set as a secondary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he, physically, he's on the he's way up. The very yeah. end. And end so is Charlie Dixon, who's their secondary yeah. ruck option. Yeah. Cool. Are, are, are we gruesomely counting the days to the sacking of Adam Simpson? Well, with most coach situations, we hear clubs say, no, he's our man. No, he's our man. And then the noise starts to get louder and they keep saying, no, he's our man. No, he's our man. Gold Coast did it until the noise got so loud and then they stopped saying he's our man and then there was a change. The West Coast Eagles haven't had the he's our man mentality this week like they have all the rest of the season, have they? No, it's, it's almost like they just are waiting to say it out loud and I think really uneasily they're probably waiting for them to get annihilated by the Bulldogs on the weekend and then move after that, which when you reach that point, is the Eagles should have sacked him this week. They're not doing the right thing by him. Call him in, shake his hand, write him the check for the money that he's owed, and then carry him out as a premiership coach. Mm. But don't... Again, he's left there today sort of... He's ready for Pleading for a, for a job well. that is probably already gone. No, it doesn't I agree. feel like we're learning anything. I think he's ready for it. The way he spoke today, Adam Simpson, was pretty much that if, it is, if I am to leave, I'm not leaving on bad terms. And he's, I think he set himself up for that. 
that aspect of conversation to come his way. Yeah. So there's an element of sort of sack me or back me time. and Yeah. I think, he, I think the way he spoke today was, was spot on for yeah. where they are as a club. For him. And, what, and for him and the situation. It, this is for the board. You, you sack your coach whenever you like. But just do it and give the bloke his dignity on the way out. Yep. If they are seriously just, if they get beaten by 100 points, this will be the greatest formality we've ever seen on Monday. You know, really? Is that really how we're going to do it? Couldn't have called him in and said, look, this is over. Mm. So bullet point form, what did he say today? I've missed it for those of us who missed it, Bradley. No, so he just spoke about the fact that, not that he was stomping his feet, but they just need to make decisions quickly as, as a football club because the decisions that have made need to be made now on him because of what decisions they need to make as a club over the next two to four weeks with players and then what they start to do with coach turnover and also, mm. you know, personnel and, and what, yeah. what they need to set up for um, a summer because the turnaround's going to have to be quite sharp. It mightn't be, but it, from I think from their point of view, they'd, they'd like it to be. And, and just some serious decisions need to be made from a football perspective. And this is the job that he signed up for, which is eyes wide open. Yes, so they've all been well. in concert the whole way through, but yep. now it looks like there's the fracture. I think for a period of time, he felt like he was probably going to be the designated survivor. Everybody else was going to get wiped <laughs> out and he would continue <laughs> on. And now it looks like, as is usually the case, the coach is going to be the major casualty. So as bad as it is, could it be a nice farewell for him home game, last game of the season, next week? Uh, well, it could be, yes. But if you are going to move him... So he doesn't coach the last round at home then? Well, I guess that's up to him and the way that he feels treated by it. It's a bit harder to have a farewell when you're the coach being sacked, isn't it? It's yeah, a large check, though. It's a large yeah, check. Yeah, but he comes across as a guy a that doesn't want it coach. about yeah. him. He wants it about the footy club. So I think he would. If he if they did tap him, I think he'd he'd walk for that last one. Or not coach it? Not coach it, no. It'd be tough to, it'd be tough to do, I personally think. To coach that last one, if you you've been told, still getting paid to coach it, and it's a good payout that he's getting. It could be the biggest payout of any coach we've seen ever. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it's, it's almost it's, it's almost as if in this day and age, a an exit clause a strategy needs to be written into a coach's initial I, I'm, contract. I'm well, they've got... No, I don't think that. I just think... No, but I'm, I'm, I'm speaking broadly. Yeah. This is how it's, it's, it's happening. And I'm surprised I talk to the point. You've sat on these boards. Maybe we'll do this a bit more on crunch time tomorrow, but just make the damn decision. It's not that easy. And tell, call the guy in and tell him, thanks for your service, and then here's if, the check. That's, that's, because that's the this point is here, though, what we are breaking the contract. Yeah. We're breaking it. Mm. And this is why we're breaking it. And we're sorry that it's going to hurt your feelings. But here's the check. We'd really like to shake hands and cheer you out. Because but his, a his deal is different to everybody else. Most other coaches. Only the clubs who are on the AFL drip yeah. have the six-month six month. clause. And there's only a few of those okay. left now. Yeah, that's good. What's well, well, so really difficult is when you're not on the AFL drip, you're fending that's for right. yourself <laughs> and you're still broke. <laughs> that <laughs> hurts. It was an ironclad <laughs> two-year extension to do the rebuild. Mm. And now they're going to saw him off, which there's a level of losing that can't be sustained. But just do it. Do it decisively. <laughs> Give the guy his dignity. Don't leave him there to do that press conference today when you're all shouted behind closed doors. Going, For such a contained, well-considered man, They're going to knife him the following Monday. For such a, a, a well-thought man, you, you're very good at spending other people's money. <laughs> no, I, I have a growing disdain for the way the boards are doing this to good people. I know people. you do. And Adam Simpson is a great person of football and yes. is a hero of that football club. And they're still going to do it badly at the end. It's how do you break up? How do you break yeah. up? Well, I is there a good way? The, tr- the boards never try to one. do it by text. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not the way. The all-new Hyundai Kona like is here. That. Bigger and bolder. Book a test drive today. Visit hyundai.com.au or your Facebook. local showroom. <laughs> Our major partner is the TAC. Drink driving. Ch- chances are you'll be caught TAC. Round 23's special rounds. Disability inclusion round for us thanks to Scope. Australia's largest not-for-profit disability service provider. We'll dip through a few other topics with Dermot and Jono. Coming up next, this is the AFL Nation pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. The new Beaumont Max range starts at 20 bucks. 
Our Friday night presenting partner is Penrite Oil and your local Repco authorised service. The preview of Collingwood and the Brisbane Lions coming up shortly. The Magpies are as selected, so precisely as Hayden Skipworth told us, Mason Cox is the sub and Jared Lyons is the sub for Brisbane. Uh, is anyone harbouring any hesitations about Harry Mackay coming straight back into the Carlton side? I yeah. am. Yeah. Oh, really? Gee, you yeah. caused a Why, what's few the... people on the text machine to go crazy the other day on the show when you said uh, don't bring him in. Well, he's a fantastic player. Of course he is. That's, That's why not he should the be issue. back in. That's not the issue. But is your team humming? Could it hum better? It could hum worse. Well, that's a Why? If you've got an air, if you've got a racing car which is winning races, you've got a running medalist. He's running, a medalist. Running, running beautifully. Well, do you send it in for another tune-up? It's running beautifully. Of course, you've got to just. You might, be change, you might be doing a full rebuild, but you just might be changing the carby, <laughs> and he could be the he could be the perfect one. That uh, that ignites you with what he can do, especially. Yeah. I think he'll play a bit higher though, Derm, when he when he is well, in, in the lineup. Charlie has shown that as much as he's capable and suited to roaming up the field, which is like a key forward status, hitting the wings and the likes, he loves getting back to the goal square. If Harry's in the team, he can't go to the goal square. After he's run to the wing on a lead done what he's done, the ball's retreated, he goes back to the goal square and wants to come out the other side. He can't go right to the goal square because he takes his opponent to Harry. Well, that's and a, then that's they... okay. Harry takes maybe four or five contests off Charlie. So I'm not so worried that, about that. I'm so worried okay. about I'm worried about them taking their in their, their um, respect respectfully, their backmen to each other. So what would be a Charlie V opponent turns into a Charlie and Harry V2 opponents. Mm. Oh, it's certainly a good discussion. I think, I think he adds value. I think he adds very good value. Of course value. he does. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking hypothetically, and no, he does, no, and a... he will do great things out there. I'm worried. The only thing I would say I'm worried about is that it's running beautifully. They are the form team of the comp. They are. So what's the only thing that can happen? Can you get better? Well, I think they can. Can you get better than being the form team? I don't think it's going to alter what they're doing from a ball movement perspective or anything like that. All it's going to alter is a finish. I reckon it does. No, I don't think it does. I reckon it does. No, I think Harry's got to play to the way that they are moving the ball now. You don't think a bloke who leads out to the forward pocket draws the He's an aerial presence. I think it's good. He, He gets on the end of what they're doing, like Charlie does. Okay, and then you've got one less pressure player at ground level. Okay, that's a good argument, right? That's a, that's a, that's a significant argument, but I think they can manage I, I think want they can him manage in there. That. I'm a, an old forward. I no, love no, the forwards. I think they can manage that. But at the moment, you are humming, You're Carlton. not the only one. That's why it's a great debate, because <laughs> there's there's both sides to this. Yeah. And when we're sitting on either side at the moment, there'll be Carlton fans that are sitting yeah. on either side Dwayne? of it at the moment. Not many. The ones coming through on the text know, machine for the last three days, um, yeah. most want him back. I think most believe that he should be there in the finals. And you if you're going to get him back, then this week's probably the time to get him back and get it right for the finals. They do have a little bit to play with in some respects, Carlton, but not a lot to play with because if they lose this game to the Gold Coast, they're then going to have to beat the Giants to make the eight the following right. week. And the Giants have got the best key f- defender in the comp. So they probably do need mm. Sam Taylor to have someone extra to man up on the week after. Okay, so I'll run a what if, and it is a... What if he comes back and they lose two games? No, <laughs> it's, a, it's a real what and if. And miss the eight. It's, it's a oh. real, this is a real what oh. if, Dwayne. What if he comes back and performs all right, goes okay, wins the ball, and he kicks it like he did several weeks in a row? Well, ask Joe, what's it like having Aaron Norton at the moment, Joe? No goals, five. Mm. That's and right. they and they lose by a slim margin. Yeah, but that's that's part of bringing him back, knowing that he could miss. That's not going to change in the time he's been out, is it? Really? Mm. That's one thing that, that that won't significantly change. Well, Correct. Playing, playing, so that's what I'm so saying. They're humming are, now without that. There's a lot of key forwards in the comp at the moment that are a little bit more inaccurate than you'd like. So Harry's one of yeah, those. But I know. Um, I love the discussion. Going mm, back yeah. three weeks, term. Yeah. If this will work, which is not going to at the moment. So they kick. So you're oh, yeah, the, so okay. Yeah. Against the against the pies, they kick fourteen nine. Yeah. Which is the accuracy you're after. Yeah, they were very accurate early. Yeah. In that e- game. Exactly right. Against the Saints, they kick ten thirteen. 
Yeah. So, you know. It's, How many rushed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're winning. And last week was 60 to 56. Look, in, in you tough know that so I love the forwards and I love Harry. I'm throwing up the counter. Why do you just, for, th- for thought, why do you want to break a winning hand? <laughs> How will Nick Natanui's career be remembered, Dwayne? I think fondly. I think very fondly. I hope that he's not lost to the game post-football. I, I know we're probably hardly going to see Lance Franklin again post-football, and I'm glad Lance is doing the lap of honour at the final Sydney game at the SCG. I think there's going to be a role for Nick Natanui to play in... Oh, I'm not sure what it is, but I hope he's still seen at Clubland. I hope he still inspires a lot of youth in this country to play the game. I think there'll be nothing but absolute love for the way that Nick Natanui played his entire career. One, as a, almost a game-changing tap ruckman of his era, but also with a smile. He played the game like you hope your kids would play it too. So there's a beauty about Nick Natanui that is, it's got a bit of magic to it. He's a unique figure in the game's history, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, and just the body failed him at the end, so mm. he didn't get the chance to sort of put the final stamp on it. To, to have a great career. Mm. Um, yeah, so but, he I, but we didn't see him fail either. So don't, maybe that's going to... We only remember good Nick Nat, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> Very good Nick Nat. Yeah. All right. So we'll take you through the teams for the remainder of this round and set you up for Collingwood and the Brisbane Lions. The banners are out and the players soon to follow. We're 25 minutes out from the opening siren. Disability inclusion round. Thanks to Scope. Australia's largest not-for-profit disability service provider. This is the AFL Nation pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. The new Beaumont Max range starts at 20 bucks.